News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. That I don't believe that people's private property should be used to sort out social problems. I don't think that is fair. I don't think that is reasonable. I don't think that, in, you know, ownership of property inherently makes you a bad person. So the, and I also think it's a really simplistic notion to draw a line between the number of Airbnbs that we have and the number of homeless people as if you no, just I, I, marry I'm, those I'm two saying, things. I'm now, let, let, me, let, me, let me make my point. On, I also think I, it's very dysfunctional the way we are kind of drilling into hospitality. We we have occupied a huge number of hotels with asylum seekers and, thing, and things like that. And I understand why. I understand it's because we're in an emergency situation and we have to house people. I get that. But now we want to take away the Airbnbs. So, but we're in a sense... No, I don't know. No, no, no. no let I'm not me finish away. my I'm, point, Jonathan, before you jump down my throat. Them. And I haven't finished it yet. My point is this, is whilst we can use those things in the short term to prop up housing, we cannot just drill into hospitality and throw it under a bus permanently without damaging our economy and it damaging our society. We need places for people to stay when they go on holidays. Some people can afford yeah. a hotel, some people can only afford an Airbnb. What we need to do is provide people with actual purpose-built housing that's suitable to house people. That is not Airbnb. And there's tons of people who have an Airbnb that wouldn't dream of turning it into a long-term letting because there's plenty of people, as we know in this country, who believe that there's an anti-landlord bias. That's why the mom-and-pop landlords are hemorrhaging out of the market. Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with you on that one, uh, that there is no question over that. But there has to be an element here of bad actors who may have thrown people out in the last uh, 12 months or so who've gone uh, now Airbnb we've had eviction bans and things, I don't think that many people have been able to evict anybody in the last 12 yeah, months. But the concern, Kira, when we had no Airbnb, this was less of a problem. We do have it now, so therefore regulation is vital so that we don't have more dysfunction heaped on top of an already dysfunctional system. And again, thank you for clarifying you're not a communist. <laughs> I, I saw Oppenheimer last night, so I'm slightly obsessed with communism this morning. But anyway, that's okay. Let us know what you think. 53106 for your text messages this morning. 87 106 Am I being overdramatic here or is Kira right? <laughs> for more on this now, we're joined by Ona Vrin, Sinn Féin's spokesperson on housing and Wayne Stanley, Executive Director of the Simon Communities of Ireland. Ona Vrin, tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I was a little bit surprised by the exchange there because nobody is trying to end the existence of short-term letting or Airbnb. Um, and nobody's arguing that it shouldn't be a part of our tourism economy. Um, there were regulations introduced in 2019 uh, on the foot of a committee report that I played a report part in, in producing, which put in place a very sensible regime uh, for the regulation of short-term letting. People who wanted to let out their own property for up to 90 days a year would be free to do so. They wouldn't require planning permission. They only needed was an exemption letter. But where you had people who were engaging in commercial short-term letting, particularly where they had second or third properties, they would, just like today for bed and breakfast, require a change of use planning permission if the building was built for long-term residential. Uh, the difficulty, however, was the enforcement of those regulations was always going to be a problem because it was through the planning enforcement system. And at the time, we said that uh, what was required was where a platform, for example, like Airbnb, is advertising uh, properties that do not have the legally required planning permission they should be fined. I introduced a bill to give effect to that uh, last May. The government didn't oppose it, but they said they were going to do something better, which was to have a, a board fulcher registration for short-term letting, just like they have for B&Bs. The problem is that hasn't been introduced yet. And the reason why you need regulations is for two uh, uh, purposes. The first is currently there is no regulation of short-term letting, and that means even for the guests, there could be issues in terms of do the, the properties meet proper fire safety standards for tourism? Do they meet proper standards of any kind? 
But the second thing is, in certain parts of our cities, there is a need for more long-term rental. And by requiring a change of use planning permission uh, for buildings, but keep in mind we're initially given planning permission for long-term residential use. Requiring that change of permission gives the planning authority the flexibility to say, well, actually, in this area, we don't need more short-term letting. We need more long-term rental. Uh, and therefore, the planning authorities can do this sensibly. Okay. So nobody is in any way suggesting short-term letting should end. But there are parts of our country or parts of our cities where we don't need it, where we need long-term rental. And that's the argument, not for new regulations. The law has already passed. The majority of short-term lets out there today in our rent pressure zones are actually breaking the law and companies like Airbnb are profiting off the back okay. of that. Can, so it's time we had proper enforcement can I ask of existing you, regulations. Uh, Owen, do we have any way of knowing, you know, there's 12,000 Airbnb properties apparently available around the country, do we have any way of knowing how many of them fall into this category, that, that many of them may indeed be the 90-day people who have an exemption who are only going to rent it out, you know, it, it, here and there for a few days. Maybe they're on holidays themselves and they decide that they might use their house or keep their house safe by having somebody in it while they're away. So part of the problem here is, uh, despite the fact that Airbnb are often asked to provide that information so that we all have clarity, uh, they refuse to do so. Uh, uh, and that was the case when we were dealing with this matter in front of the Oireachtas Committee back in 2018-2019. Yesterday, the Sunday Times ran a very good story based on data by a, a website that kind of tracks Airbnb across the country called uh, uh, AirDNA. Um, and they try and break it down into full properties um, and what we call kind of genuine peer-to-peer home sharing, exactly as you said, people letting out their own property for a period of time just to supplement yeah. their own holiday. So we, we have a picture. The real issue, however, is is we do know from data from our local authorities that the number of properties that have either got the change of use planning permission or even just got the exemption letter is tiny. It's an absolute tiny number. And therefore, the vast majority of people are operating outside the regulations. And I go back to my point about fire safety because you know, I, I heard your very impassioned plea that you were saying Airbnb is not responsible for the homeless crisis. I agree with you. Government is responsible for the homeless yes. crisis. Uh, and we shouldn't blame uh, individual short-term or long-term uh, landlords for, for failures of government policy. But it's a separate issue altogether that at a time when we do need as much long-term rental stock as possible uh, and where there are good regulations in place, that those regulations shouldn't just be flouted. The law is the law and it should be adhered to. But government needs to do a much better job to enforce the existing rules. And that's why I would urge them again to consider the legislation that we passed in the door last May, my bill, which would find platforms and estate agents advertising properties that are not compliant with the rules because non-compliance with the rules is potentially bad for the guests, for the tourists, but it's okay, also no, bad and, for and, the and I, and I, accept what, I do accept what you're saying, but, and, and I also accept what you're saying, that it is government's responsibility to deal with, with the social problem that is our housing crisis, which leads me nicely on to, we, we have a housing plan, we have housing for all from the government, which has a number of houses every year that they aim to build and it's debatable whether that's enough and that's absolutely for sure. But, but we know how many they say they would build. So say they'd say they would build 33,000 houses next year. How many houses would Sinn Féin build? Well, the first thing is we need about 50,000 new homes a year uh, uh, and that's the, the, the view okay. of pretty much but, all but of the that's independent not what commentators. I'm asking you. No, no, but that, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is within that, about half of those need to be social and affordable. The only thing governments can actually control is the delivery of social and affordable homes. And in fact, last year, while the private sector exceeded the original expectations in terms of its delivery, government missed their targets. So we would deliver about twice the number of social and affordable homes 
in government each year than this government is currently and doing. Just, just because but, I want to bring Wayne in, so before I let you you go on, so so how are you going? To, you're going to, you're going to double the amount of social and affordable housing as compared to what the what the government is delivering. How, how how are you going and, to do that? Yeah, and each year, just just so you know, each year in September we produce no turn of the budget, and I produce no turn of the. Can you give me a figure just so we can ask you this when, when you are in government? So, so what what is the figure of social and affordable housing that you will be delivering each year? Well, it would be at least twenty thousand, and in real terms, depending on on when the next election is, because of government's under delivery, it's going to have to push up beyond that, possibly towards twenty five thousand. So you're going to build twenty to twenty five thousand, and the government has only managed half of that. Just briefly, how are you going to do it? So three uh, key differences in policy. First of all, we would increase uh, uh, the targets and budgets for local authorities and remove a lot of the red tape and bureaucracy. The second is we would have 20% of those 20,000 units that would be from vacant and derelict stock. And again, we'd give the powers and the money to the local authorities to do that. And the third is we would have far greater use of new building technologies. You can manufacture a 90 square metre home in a factory in 90 days, fully compliant, or sorry, okay. within 11 so weeks. You're use, you're going to fully use compliant with fire safety modular regulations. Or, or regulations. So 3D printers, etc. More modulars uh, and more powers okay. and money for local authorities. Look, thank you for that this morning. Thank you for that indeed. That is Owen Verin there, Sinn Féin's spokesperson on housing. Let me bring in Wayne Stanley, Executive Director of the Simon Community. Wayne, I'm sure this is a, a, like a groundhog day for yourself, dealing with the front line with people who are in homelessness. Do you see Airbnb as a big issue? I think, well, just to, to you know, not to rehearse what, the conversation you've just had with, with Deputy O'Brien, but um, when the department came before the Oroctus Committee um, and they talked about the legislation that they're planning to bring in, which is the registration with, with Fulch Ireland, they said in front of the committee that they thought that would bring in in excess of 12,000 uh, homes into the private rental market. Now, if we take it that that is um, a just under 10% or about 8% of the entirety of the local authority housing stock that would come in relatively quickly if that was the case, then it could have a very significant impact. I think the broader point, I suppose, as we look at the whole system, is that 12,000 units, while very, very welcome if they came in in a short term and could be used, uh, particularly if we could capture them and secure, and secure them as uh, affordable accommodation for people to help them exit homelessness, we could do an awful lot of good with those properties. But again, the much I think, and you've touched on it already, the, the, the broader question here is it's, it, it would give us a quick fix uh, or give a, a quick uh, shot in the arm to help us to improve the situation. Um, it would greater regulate the housing system. And obviously that's part of our critical infrastructure, uh, you know, for both the economy and for social issues like homelessness. But I suppose really it is back to the conversation you just finished there where we need a steady supply of secure, yeah. affordable accommodation to get people out of homelessness. I, I sometimes think when, we, when we're talking about housing people in hotels and Airbnb, you know, currently Airbnbs that, that we're sort of dancing on the head of a pin, that uh, tweaking tweaking things on the sidelines whilst not dealing with, with the issue. How, how bad are things currently for people? Um, it's, it's very, very tough. I mean, I, I would say, I, just for your listeners, that, uh, you know, it, it, isn't, it isn't hopeless either. I mean, every day, Simon communities across Ireland are preventing people from coming into homelessness and are supporting people out of homelessness and into properties. What we're seeing, though, is the numbers continue to rise. And a big part of that is that the move-on options for people out of homelessness are becoming uh, more and more difficult to attain. And that is 
particularly what we see in the private rental market. As you know, we produced yeah. quarterly locked out of the market report. And the last one, only 50 properties across the 16 areas were available within a housing assistance payment rate. Um, so again, back to the, the Airbnb thing, I think it would be a short-term response. And I suppose uh, part of the impetus for this, I suppose, from a Simon Communities of Ireland perspective, is that what we saw during COVID was that Airbnb obviously was significantly, in fact, it stopped because yeah. uh, the, the tourist industry stopped. Absolutely. And we were able to capture some of those properties. People did um, okay. lease them to local authorities and we saw a very significant fall okay. in the rate, particularly of family homelessness. Look, and, you know, that is that is what we're going for here. Wayne, thank you very much for coming on and highlighting that this morning. That is Wayne Stanley, their Executive Director of the Simon Community of Ireland. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.